Welcome back to Riverdinks. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. And Bella, can we get that famous theme song, please? Riverdinks. Nice. Nice. That was good. Um, top five. <laughs> based on very little. That's not true. There's a lot of variety, but based on my archival knowledge of each of the different ones <laughs> i um, don't remember literally any of the ones that i've yeah. done before. <laughs> um okay let's let's get into it um oh man they don't have the viewership like the amount of people viewed for this episode because last week was an all-time low so i wanted to see oh well um this week's episode was season six, episode 13, titled Chapter 108, Ex Libris. It was directed by Ruba Nada and written by Aaron Allen. Ruba, and it originally aired on May 8th, 2022. Ruba Nada's name is in blue on the Wikipedia, on Wikipedia. So I'm going to actually see if she has done something very some, significant. She's written a lot of stuff. Krypton, Arrow, Marosco, New Mexico, Y Five O. Wow, a lot of hits. NCIS. Non-stop hits. Um, okay, just curious. Oh wow. Only 25. Her- oh wait, that was years active. That's not the- oh, <laughs> that was not her age. She's she's been- 20. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. actually yeah for when she wrote for hawaii 5 would have been like 16 yeah. <laughs> um okay whatever and this is what happens in the episode betty is not pregnant shot her around the world oh everyone the start <laughs> of the revolution class. everyone cheered and cheered and cheered and couldn't stop cheering reggie and veronica are fighting and reggie says out. veronica well they already broke up last episode they were fighting. They're like arguing fight at the beginning, beginning of the episode. I know. I know that. Okay. I thought you were correcting me. Maybe it was. I don't know. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. That's all right. Um, and Reggie tells her, you can't be alone. You don't know how to be alone. It's very true. Um, Tabitha is not in this episode. We are told she is gone in Albany working on making Pops a historical landmark, I guess. Percival is closing the Riverdale Public Library and he is going to everybody in the town and or all of our heroes at least and trying to find all of them have an outstanding library book from when they were like a tween and he takes collateral from each of them like an object just from their home um, until like with the promise that if they find the library book, the exact edition, he will give their collateral back. Mm -hmm. So he takes from Jughead, he takes a book that his grandfather wrote and inscribed for him. From Archie, he takes his guitar. Uh, From Betty, he takes her diary. Um, From Veronica, he takes Hiram's portrait. Uh, From Cheryl, he takes uh, the trunk that has Jason's burned remains. Yeah. No, was, there was body in there. Like yeah, skeleton. I said, I said mummy. I, I they said yeah. money. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from Reggie, he takes his children reading with dyslexia book. Or no, he doesn't because Reggie has it. He goes to collect that book from him and Reggie's like, I have it. He's the only one who was able to return it. So he's fine. Um, 
And I wrote down Percival giving everything and we'll elaborate later. Um, he also goes to get uh, Lord of the Flies from Kevin. Does he even, does Kevin give him collateral? I don't think so. No. no. Yeah. Um, it's more, he wasn't going to take the book. It's just, he threatens him because he, like Kevin starts doubting him. Oh yeah. And, and so he's, he's like, like, oh, really unfortunate. Cause looks like you're also missing a book. You, you have a library book. Yeah. <laughs> um, Percival lights a bunch of candles next to all the objects he's taken from people and says some Latin. Um, Reggie cannot read anymore. It's gone. Uh, Cheryl hears Heather laughing upstairs. Uh, Archie keeps seeing and thinking of Miss Grundy. Jughead uh, has a bunch of eczema on his hands and like his fingernails are coming off. Um, he thinks he's turning into a bug. Sadly, did not turn into a bug. Um, and Betty keeps seeing things about her dad and thinking about like memories about her dad that she hadn't thought of before or hadn't thought of in a while. And Veronica keeps seeing Black Widow spiders everywhere. And all these things are related to the books um, that were that were from the library. Kevin gets his book back from Moose. Um, Veronica has no clue is what I've written because she just like, they're just talking about these spells and enchantments <laughs> and things. She does not react one time. <laughs> and she has no idea what's going on. And she thinks, she, maybe she thinks she does, but she doesn't. Archie um, destroys Miss Grundy's cello, breaks it in an epic moment. Um, Percival and Kevin kiss. Bad moment all around. Uh, Betty talks to, talk. to yeah. Archie and she's like, you were groomed as a teenager. Um, it's just, even though we never used those words back then. Um, that really felt like the writers. Writers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did not use those words. Yeah. Um, Veronica and Geraldo go on a date. They have sex. They wake up. Geraldo is dead. Veronica wakes up. Geraldo <laughs> does not wake up. Um, and his tongue is black. Betty makes a breakthrough in the TBK case. She thinks that TBK is a girl dad. Um, Reggie goes to Pickens and he's like, do you have magic? And he says, I'm a magic man, you might say. And Reggie says, is that something you can teach me? Um, uh, they get all their items back because Jughead was able to get the books from a bookstore in Allentown, PA. Um, and they burn all the books except for or all the items, except for Jughead doesn't burn his book. He's just like, I can't, I can't take it. Um, and, and so they all burn their stuff. Oh, and, and, and also Veronica does yeah. not get the portrait of her dad back from Pickens. She's like, I don't care. Keep it. Hiram is Hiram forever. Um, and they all burn the items. And then Veronica gets a call from Dr. Curdle Jr. And he's like, Geraldo was killed by Black Widow Venom, um, which is unusual. And also he had no bite marks, but we can tell the venom went in through his lips. And then that's the end. Dun, dun, dun. Yes or no, did you like the episode? Not really. I did. It was fine. I you know, sure did. That's okay. It's whatever. You it can, wasn't you cannot like it. It wasn't terrible. I just was like, I don't like it. Like I'm I'm not whatever. It's fine. Okay. 
I felt like it was a bit better structured than some of the more recent episodes. Mm, I feel like some of the more recent ones have been a little all over the place. This one, because sometimes when they try and do like a, everyone's experiencing, like everyone's dealing with the fog. Right. This is how, like, I felt like it was really inconsistent of like what their experiences were. And then with the time travel, I felt like that wasn't super well structured. So I feel like this episode, I was just happy because I felt like they pulled it off pretty well. This was, there was very, like they had one task to complete and they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I liked about it was everyone was involved. It was structured in the way that it was like they all were doing one thing, but I really, but everyone got a, got a hand in and they talked to each other at several different points. True. Very exciting um man just total unpaid off cliffhanger from the betty not being pregnant like great news for us yeah so must have been crushing to anyone really hoping she was going to be pregnant and then they're (laughs) like oh i guess not and then they don't bring it up again like i guess there's other stuff going on i feel like this is kind of what i had predicted on the last episode was kind of yeah you were totally right yeah that Betty would be like, I don't actually want to have a baby. Like, I'm relieved that I'm not pregnant, but then Archie would be disappointed. But I thought it was going to be more... uh, An issue? Yeah, more of an issue. Instead, it was just kind of led him to think about his dad, I Mm. guess. Yeah. I don't know my whole anti-Betty baby tirade for nothing. (laughs) Well, I think that's probably what did it. If you hadn't done that, we might have been you know taking care of a baby right now so i'm really glad you did um i also sad loss of tabs that was very sad to me yeah not much more i just i missed her you know me too i'm kind of glad that it's at least she's off doing something that is going to be referenced next episode True. instead of like yeah she's just oh we see her for half a scene and she's just kind of serving Jughead's plot like I like that that's true like I don't know that I'm well just because she hasn't been in the town for very long so she wouldn't have any library books yeah so, it wouldn't make much yeah I guess of the episodes to just write her out this one Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I like Tab. Like, I'm not against it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, anti Tabitha. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also thought I don't know. I know some of you may have different opinions about this. I thoroughly enjoyed the premise of this episode. I was like, they set it up. It's straightforward. Missing library books. Okay, it's silly missing library books from when you're a child and you're going to go to jail if you don't return these library books and I'm going to take this prize possession of your like it's like it was funny he just in in a row went to everyone's house and was like guess what you also have an outstanding library book (laughs) like is that that common (laughs) that people would do that I didn't go to the library very much as a kid so I feel like that's like so I'm not used to that concept of like everyone has at least one outstanding book like the right. books that I have had that were overdue like they track you down and get they you do. to pay the fines and and they don't give you give you your yearbook 
if it's from the school library until you return your library yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing in our school. When I was a kid, my mom, like my mom still goes to the same library, so she wouldn't have been, and she like. Sorry, can you speak up a little my, bit? Yeah, sorry. When I was a kid, like my mom still goes to the library that we went to when I was a kid. So like she would like return my books, I guess. So they're all flops or not. I'm surprised that they got away with it. Mm -hmm. Me too. But you know, maybe that I was also it, personal working with magic. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird that uh Betty was like as someone in law enforcement was like, have you ever heard of someone arresting somebody for like I not know. turning in their library book? Because I feel like that is a thing definitely in like in terms of like police like over policing like yeah. that's definitely a thing of like targeting oh, communities yeah. like in that way so that felt like kind of weird that she was just like well she's that like, would never yeah, happen it's like yeah she she's yeah she's a shell so <laughs> that's true though um we and i also liked just like the things they did with each of them in that they were like a little fantastical. I mean, like to varying degrees. Really, really was hoping Jughead was going to turn into a big bug. Me too. Let down of the century. But like. Instead, it was just some body horror. It was. Yeah. It was, it was really... like kind of like freaky. Like yeah. When, yeah. when he pulled his fingernail off. That's and like. Yeah. I've never been able to stomach that. In, oh, yeah. Like Either movies or anything. Now. That's. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I liked that they were all, it would have been so easy, I think, for it, it, had it been just a worse episode for it to have just been, like, random books or whatever. I mean, not like Riverdale was ever going to miss a chance to reference a book or movie. Yeah. But, like, mm -hmm. I liked that each of their books was both something where you're, like, this is kind of fitting, and also it had to do with what they were doing in the rest of the episode, like, whatever they were, like, seeing. I just liked that as a detail. True. I didn't fully understand Betty's book. It was like the engine, the little engine manual or something. I think it was that it was just tied to a memory with her dad. Okay. In her diary. Yeah. Because evidently she'd written about the thing with her dad in the diary that was taken as collateral. So it's just that it was around the same time. I think yeah, so. Because yeah, okay. at one so, point, Cheryl was like, if he knows the things we were reading when we were tweens, he knows everything about us. That which I think crazy. is funny. <laughs> That's true. If anyone reads Warriors, they're going to go like, uh, <laughs> this is Jay's whole life in here. <laughs> oh my God, there's a cat named Jay Feather. Connection. More likely than you'd think. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I liked that. I liked that it was all, that's, I don't, I'm trying to like figure out in my mind why I liked it so much, but I think it is just like the premise was simple enough while also being fantastical and they each had something to do in it. And it was like about each of the characters. I think it was like well balanced. Past. It was yeah. well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the amount that they were flicking between them didn't feel as erratic as it does sometimes. True. Like they all got time with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Taking notes for this episode was much more, or was much nicer, I feel like, than it usually is. Cause it was just yes. kind of, I was writing like, 
okay, Reggie had this book and this is the collateral or this is the what like it was right. easier to just go person by person. Yes. Whereas sometimes it's like everything is just yeah really squiggly. That's true. I think I I know I'm like being more behavior than you guys. Go I just it. thought it was like I don't know. Like it felt like in this, like they are talking about the apocalypse here. Like it felt like a lot, like very like, like I kind of just want them to like, it didn't feel like it was escalating mm. anything very much and just kind of brought in a question, like muddled really Percival's identity, or whatever, yeah. identity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking hated the kiss between him and <laughs> Kevin. Kevickens. I hated everything to do with Kevin in this episode. Like, Moose is just there. Like, Moose is not even serving a purpose at this. Because I was like, oh, well, maybe he's like going to be a good force in Kevin's life. He was like, busy no. serving. Because um, <laughs> you said serving a purpose. I'm like glad that they like addressed like the Archie, like, like they finally like named it explicitly. But I. It had him like be know. upset. I, yeah, it did have him be upset. Like that was good. Like it, like like him, like it. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about that. Because um, yeah, I feel like in season one, that was kind of that's always been my main great. reason that I don't like yeah. to rewatch season one is that they do have like a student teacher like grooming plot but it's very romanticized and it's very like oh it's so sexy and like it was in the promos and it was like such a like oh it's forbidden whatever this is an archie comics that you knew it's like yeah but it was like this is horrific and it's like it always really bothered me that that was never properly addressed and like they kind of did it in a very quick way of kind of fred being like listen like this is not okay like I understand that you feel like like she's really gotten in your head about this but it's not okay and then Archie cries but then they never really talk about it again until yeah she's killed but I feel like I was in a moment that I think is meant to be upsetting when she's killed and we're not meant to be cheering I guess yeah I was I didn't care well but we see that she's grooming Ben Button right yes yeah yeah god what a yeah um so i in that way i am kind of glad yeah that they brought it back and acknowledged like yeah this this was a really fucked up plot and this would be incredibly traumatic for any child yeah i i guess i just think like the stuff with betty's dad i feel like it didn't cover a lot of new ground Mm -mm. um and also just Veronica stuff. Um, nobody I Veronica. Thought, I thought yet. the <laughs> <laughs> <Did> Veronica watch. <laughs> I thought the Betty stuff was interesting just because it started to kind of expand on like, oh, he was a serial killer long before the Black Hood entered the mm-hmm. picture. Like he was yeah. killing people That's for that a really new. long time. That's true. So then it's like he was shaping Betty as a like in her formative years as a young child. Like he was 
already really messed up and really whatever and so like that's who she grew up with like I feel like that kind of is an interesting new point instead of like oh when she was 16 her dad started acting suddenly really weird it was like no he was always really messed up and was saying really freaky stuff to her yeah like you're like you and I are scarier than any monster (laughs) and like it like already kind of getting her ready to be a serial killer yeah although Allie pointed out the thing of like they've been doing this for so long being like yeah. when she's like she's, there's something in me that I don't understand that's like we know yeah. <laughs> and she's the dark Betty is like it's episode like three literally episode the like three yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's like where is this ever gonna go you know and like yeah. we saw her commit like the whole like the thing with the last episode like the TBK like made her do this horrible thing it's like and Archie was like, like really not shit. listening Archie was like pretty nonchalant he's like it's okay like it's gonna be like fine it's like can you react she's done a lot she's also had to do like a lot of other equally atrocious things than dismember a body i don't know like it felt no i didn't mean with that i meant in this episode oh true when he was talking to her and she was or she was yeah, talking to like, him and he was like he was like oh my god acting like she told him that she like had some canned corn today or had like <laughs> gotten new a fender bender or something um less than that i just <laughs> like I, i'm sorry the canned corn really comes i it just feels like they're going in circles with the betty stuff like they did give us some background with her dad and it was fun to see the dad again i guess walking the road but i just i want there to be like a reckoning moment for this because it feels like it's been coming for seasons I think just if they're going through their past trauma, I'm not sure what her trauma would be, like what the major trauma would be other than TBK. And I feel like they've been doing a lot of TBK stuff recently. So I think maybe it was, and I think they wanted to, I think maybe her lead of like, oh, TBK is probably a dad with a family yeah I feel like that's gonna come in and be some big plot for sure and so that was their way of introducing it but I agree that it is like we have been doing this since the season one finale Mm -hmm. like it is or really like yeah season one episode three is when we start seeing like there's a darkness inside of me it's like Betty I just wanted to culminate or like concretely I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just like it's probably not really happening, but I don't know what I'm looking for. But it's like her telling it to Archie and Archie being like, oh my god. Like I'm not there's no traction. It's true. Sorry. It's like Betty is in the middle and two paths diverge before her. And one path is she's killing and she's fighting and she's killing and she's it's brutal and mm-hmm. she's just she's gone. She's doing something wild and so dark betty mm-hmm. and joker and she's right. and then on the other side she's like betty draper housewife mode and it's like yeah. she keeps taking one step down one of the paths and then going like wait 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 and backing up and then going down one of the other paths yeah. for a second and then going like wait, wait 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 and going back like there's no progress in either that's a good point yeah that's yeah they just because, keep yeah based on the episode decide which one she's gonna do and it's like she's discovering it for the first time. 
which they did that with Cheryl for a really long time where it was like she would start to have some like before she became one of the main cast when she was still kind of an antagonist yeah they would have her like have some sort of character growth Mm -hmm. and then they would just fully walk it back and they now they're doing that with Alice of like she's reverted to season one Alice um and yeah that is a really annoying thing and I think at least neither of those Bettys pisses me off if that makes sense like I think the reason that it bothers me with Alice and with the reason it bothered me with Cheryl was that one of those versions of them is super fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And I think with Betty, they're both like fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just why it doesn't bother me as much, mm-hmm. but I, I see why it's still frustrating. Mm-hmm. We did get zombie Miss Grundy. They flew that actress out. For that, it's really funny. Not really. I mean, I mean, it's funny that they pull her out, not the plot. But um... yeah, I thought she was like. I am glad they included that to make it like this is very menacing. (laughs) Yeah, and not just like we're gonna real quick walk back our bad writing for a second and our bad writing choice of making it not shitty. And yeah. In addition, we're going to actually say how this is really scary and upsetting, <laughs> which was nice. I thought it was an interesting way to kind of acknowledge how they fully dropped Archie musician plot. Yeah. I thought that was interesting of like, like that definitely was not intentional, I don't, I don't think, think so. but I think no. it is an interesting way of justifying it of like, yeah, it's associated with really dark memories. And it, even and though it, he kept doing music well after what about Archie and the Archies? Yeah. Here's to Ronnie <laughs> and Archie <laughs> and Betty. <laughs> I killed you. Miss Jughead. I did. And Jughead. And Reggie. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I forgot that happened. I can't. I didn't. I think of it every so... day. I like at least once a day. Here's to Ronnie. <laughs> It's pretty good. Best show ever. It's so funny. Okay. I think we should talk about the Percival. Kevickins. Kevin. Kevickins. Allie. For listener at home. I threw threw myself on the floor. Um, Allie changed her Twitter header to the picture of them kissing. It's funny. She was. I'm so It's funny. Um, but <laughs> it just makes me mad. Like it makes me mad that Kevin. I don't know. Like I'm what? Like I don't know why I'm complaining. Why these characters don't have any growth or learn from their actions because it hasn't happened for six seasons. Um, that was that was bitter and mean to Riverdale. I'm sorry, but I don't. It's it does suck that Kevin is. I mean, he's like making his own choices or whatever. But it does suck that he's just like. Yes, I am going to threaten my friends because with this guy because with a gun because he wants their library books and I'm like oh I don't I'm not like I'm not crazy I'm sorry I think it's stupid like I know we joke about how we're real like all the gay people are evil or whatever all the evil people are gay or whatever but I do think it is 
Narsty. I think it's Narsty <laughs> that they have him after he's like proven to just be like. I don't know like I know we were like laughing at him like enforcing like this book like like this stolen library books but it's just like so I'm tired I don't know whatever do you I know what I mean like at all I do I do know what you mean I would say one point for this was it very much seemed to me like it, the show was very much trying to be like he is being directly manipulated and not like, isn't this an epic diversity romantic moment? Yeah. And yeah. That he was like, I know about how you're so, you were so insecure as a teenager. And you're guess right. what? The only way you're not going to be insecure is to be with me right now. That's right. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying I'm sick of Kevin being like, oh, yeah, the totally. Cushion for the whole plot. For <laughs> <season>. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm sick. Like, I think it's so gross that they made Percival. Like why? Like they they could have left that one guy not be gay and it would have been okay. Like I just think they it's, haven't ever done that on Riverdale. It's just had like, one guy not be gay. Yeah, you're right. I just like <laughs> it. It sucks. I think. I think. Whatever. I just like. I think he's like. I know it's a TV show. Like I can relax and detach. I just think he's he's so nasty. Like in the just like everything with the Tabitha episode. It's like. And you made him gay for so we could more easily manipulate Kevin, I guess. But that's still sorry. I know I'm not like explaining this well, and I know it's like not bothered me a ton on the show when like chick like chickles or whatever. Um, that was actually how I got this spoiled because someone said Kevin and Percival will never be chickles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe chickles did bother me. I can go back. They did. I guess they did. But it's just, it just bugs me. And I don't mean to seem like uber sensitive to it. Like this is Riverdale, but I just think it's whatever. I feel like that's my tirade. Nice. That's very fair. I feel like the writers of Riverdale are, have always been trying to do something to like flip the status quo in terms of the default on most shows is like this is a straight character until proven otherwise and it's like and if they are gay it's like a big deal and it's like a big major part of the plot and so I feel like this is like kind of since I mean it's been kind of a slow progression but it's gotten to the point where like any new character they're almost definitely going to be gay unless they confirm otherwise which is exciting and the new characters (laughs) that they're introducing are very frequently antagonists true because that's like part of the plot or it like drives the plot so it's not not to say that that's not harmful or that that's not like a problem it's still just i think that's where it comes from i don't think it's necessarily Mm -hmm. them being like you know what gay people evil or whatever like i think yeah that's a really interesting way to look at it it is interesting yeah Huh. I'm gonna really quick, you guys can keep talking. I'm gonna really quick do a tally of all the gay characters and all the gay evil characters. Cause I must I'm just counting because I already have it written down. Right. This is canon only. My Venn diagram was not canon specific. Because Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and Archie are all in the gay and and evil slash mentally ill right. slash military right. category. Um I mean it's true. It is true, but I'm gonna count real you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna count I 
Yeah, I guess I'm just like, It is kind of funny, I guess, but at the same time, Crystal just gets on my nerves so much. And I, I know that's the whole point and I am not like immune to it or whatever, but. Um, I think he's really good at being hateable. True. Like they, they've done a good job of like just the smugness mm-hmm. and just like the smarminess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's doing a good job and like, it's a lot of like it's not what he says it's how he says it and it's not like I think Mm -hmm. they're doing a good job of like making him a villain and one of the most frustrating things about people like that is like if you just had a transcript of everything they say it wouldn't seem like they're that evil or like like the things that they're doing like could easily be justified right but it's when you add it all up and when you have like the way that they're saying it and the way whatever like I think that's a really it's I don't know I think I'm getting much more like angry about the injustice of it all than I normally do with a lot of their villains yeah um like when it's just violence or just yeah, whatever like just if, Hiram yeah. being like girl I'm gonna kill these kids and it's yeah. like this like not like um yeah which is more black and white where but, I think Chris O'Shea is really bringing it also true in his delivery so that's what i was saying like yeah i feel like he's very good at being smarmy mm-hmm. okay do you have your tally i do of 27 canonical gay people on riverdale that includes andy cohen by the way we can cut it down <laughs> to 26 if we don't want him to count 20 of them no are way. evil slash antagonist slash mentally ill slash military that's 77%. It's also a lot of LGBT characters. Yeah. yeah. For a show that usually will only have one or two or none. I like, yeah, that's, that's what I mean about like the personal thing. Like it's, it would almost be unpredictable in Riverdale if Percival was heterosexual. That's true. <laughs> Like, it would be a crazy shock to me. I think it's an interesting, like, continuation of Kevin's long history of getting sucked into any kind of cult or, like, really charismatic cult leader kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like, it does track. He's, he's been yeah. in all the cults. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always like someone tells them, tells him like, yeah, I can take your pain away. Like, yeah, I can make everything. I can make you super happy. And he's just like, okay, I'll drag Betty by her ankles to get a lobotomy. Sure. (laughs) You can take my kidney out if you feel like, like if it's going to make everything better. And like, this is just all over again. He's like, I was husky as a kid. And so I'm going to like, fully commit to whatever kind of evil this guy has to like help me get over that for him it's true he is in a custody battle he lost his boyfriend he's not going to broadway yes fiance he's not going to broadway he's a police officer um quite sad that did make me laugh a little bit that kevin while i understand 
immensely that like the way one feels about themselves and perhaps the way they look as a child can have like really lifelong effects on like their self-esteem in their life of all the things that has happened to him he was like oh (laughs) you didn't know you didn't know that I was husky and had glasses. <laughs> like he was like, come this on. Is a, this is one kidney Kevin we're talking about. This is one about. kidney Kevin. He said it with such like, you don't know about this. Like, come Oh my God. I thought Maybe it was going to come. was focused on when you guys almost got killed together. Yeah. I really assumed, because they had mentioned that in the last episode. So I assumed that that's where they were going to go with it. But I guess it all had to be from when they were like, preteens yeah damn i don't know why it couldn't just be a recent book like from it would still be like 10 years true that's yeah um too hard on Kevin. i don't know though i mean he's also not real so it's okay i think if he were a real man i would feel a lot more he was a real Feelings man. <laughs> if he was a real man, um, if he wasn't such a pussy, <laughs> um, okay, he died like a pussy. But he didn't die. He's alive. I'm sorry. So you looked mad. You looked upset well, about it. Okay, that's fine. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I've been saying like disagreeable things on this podcast this episode meaning like you've been disagreeing no like I've been like my takes have been ice cold <laughs> I don't know well, maybe I I'm just watching like maybe I'm just like a hater I don't know okay that's, okay I'm gonna, I'm that's gonna how I felt in the in the time travel episode I feel like it's I always swear. like it's, always- it's it's not always going to be for everyone Mm-hmm. some people i've learned in my in my travels that some people have a lot more like critical thought about things than i do and i just kind of like it like broad strokes so and not that's everyone fair. does that and i think that's okay <laughs> i feel like there's just like so much i'm disagreeing with that's happening on the show i think maybe barchi is just like a terrible stain. dark cloud it's a dark cloud um yeah also some have said Riverdale is not very good and maybe you're just picking up on some of the aspects of that I don't know I would never say that I just think (laughs) no but I know you know what I mean though it's a very fine line between bad and camp and like like between bad and the best show on television right so I feel like sometimes it just takes like one or two things in an episode to like start it off on the wrong track and then it can just feel like a bad episode Mm -hmm. um even if a lot of the pieces are there it just it takes very little to push it over the edge i just think the real writers need to give me full creative control over the character <laughs> Veronica <laughs> and Betty and, and, I Cheryl. Think and Cheryl I mean Cheryl's actually Cheryl right now I'm Cheryl slang for once I have no problem with Cheryl which is yeah unusual, she called Jughead a nerd which was great that was really competent amazing. said bravo nerd that's good I just like I think I'm just like yeah 
I what I mean like overall about the episode is I just I do like that it was like dealing with their like past or whatever and mm-hmm. like acknowledging that because I feel like sometimes the show can just like go full steam ahead and ignore things <laughs> but it feels like the time is now like the apocalypse is around the corner yes they need to do something veronica doesn't even veronica didn't even react to cheryl starting maybe just wasn't relevant i guess like they were all watching like this like active like (laughs) she she doesn't react to cheryl's fire powers no she did not react zero i was like i was so ready for it i'm like she's gonna be so shocked are we sure they didn't explain it to her in like some i'm pretty sure i was thinking that i was like well maybe we i just forgot and they did say it but earlier in the episode when cheryl is saying like we need to cast a spell we need to do this or whatever veronica's like wow you're being very blasé about this whole thing like she does not know right I thought she meant you're being very blasé. Like you don't seem that stressed about this situation. And it was like, because she says after that in response, isn't it? Or maybe this is later. She no, says, like, I've dabbled in the supernatural for a while. Yeah, she was like, it's the big okay. I'm thinking of later, she says, like, I'm being haunted by something that doesn't actually, like, I'm not that bothered oh, yeah, by what's happening. Okay. I. I need desperately for someone to clip just the little, little bit where Reggie goes into the store and he goes in his face when he goes, what are you? Are you a wizard? And he says, I'm a magic man, you might say. I, ah, I loved it so much. So I don't know good. why. I want to play it over and over and over again. I thought it was so funny. His delivery has been really good lately. Like, I feel Reggie like he's had a couple. I mean, both, but I mean, like, comedic delivery from yes. uh, Reggie. Like, I think has been, he's had a couple lines like that that are just gold. He's, yeah. Quite good. Yeah. And also, so Veronica is a spider. <laughs> yeah seems that way i guess it's supposed to be some sort of like thing like the whole thing like reggie's like you can't be alone for one night or whatever which is like black widow yeah like now she like if she really does kiss anybody like like she really will be alone because she can't kiss anybody or she'll kill them is that the idea that she can never kiss anyone or is it that she accidentally Maybe she I thought that'd be freaking epic. Sorry, I can't I, believe I just said freaking epic. I, I feel like it's gonna be like Cheryl, in that she has these firepowers, and at first it's like she can't control it, and people are getting hurt, and then she learns to harness it, harness mm-hmm. it, that'd and then she uses it as a weapon. That'd be much better. I would love for her to use it as a weapon. However, Veronica's killed three people thus far, and counting, and Betty has killed one. It's crazy that it's that few. Know what I mean? What do you mean that it's the, the that only she's three. only killed three people? That might be like more than I think any of the. I feel like she's been in. She's been around so many people getting hurt, right? And getting kidnapped and getting like in like all these things yeah. and dying, just not at her hand. Yeah, four if you include her dad. 
Yeah. She did put the hit out on she him. She did put a hit out on her dad. And it worked. Just, I mean, Bella, you saying like she's around a lot of death. Like, so is Betty and Archie and Let Jack Betty and kill. Show. Let Betty kill. Chris O'Shea, I'm reading about him. He was in the second and fifth Harry Potter movies. In like like just extra roles. Really? Well, they probably just like picking kids off the street. That's what I'm wondering if he had. I'm trying to figure out if he's like got a famous father. I mean, to be an extra, you can kind of just do it. Yeah, I just for two of the movies that feels like that's true oh everyone paused to look at chris o'shea's wikipedia page there's not much on it no he's on twitter oh maybe not i'm gonna tweet it he's on you yeah yeah i said that seconds ago and also we talked about this i'm sorry have you seen? My sister said it was like really god awful. And now really? we're watching it. Where is he? I think he deleted his Twitter. Maybe so much hate. Because he had none of, <laughs> none of the links. <laughs> He's on Instagram. And his messages are open. His messages are open? Yeah. Kind of radio silence about Jughead from us right now. Do we have any feelings about him this episode? Um I thought it was okay for once. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really funny when he walked up to that guy in Sketch Alley and the guy was like, Whoa, are you okay? Because he was wearing gloves. <laughs> he was just wearing layers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like whoa something is fucked up with this guy i I was mostly just disappointed they didn't turn into a bug i think that would have been i mean i was gonna say far-fetched but well but imagine if he was a bug like (laughs) if he was Um, permanently yeah that would be awesome i mean this is episode to do it so tabitha wasn't there to see it yeah he was he was a doer in this episode he was I thought he was fine, though. He didn't stand out to me a ton. He did get stuff done. He went and saved their butts. He got the books. Mm-hmm. From Allentown, Pennsylvania. Indeed. That was kind of a really bizarre little save, but, you know. Well, I'm it might be, like, it, I mean, I recognize when they mentioned the strip and I knew that bookstore. And when they mentioned Powell's, I knew that bookstore. Yeah. So maybe the Allentown Barney's Book Barn is, like, just I would as famous yeah and it's just the one that's closest besides the strand or it's like a, um, a joke or something like the name like yeah. a reference or something i don't know right you think barney's book barn is real i'm sure in allentown could we go where could jughead go? was to barney's book barn they, they're like they have a plaque or something like we were mentioned in riverdale <laughs> that's a jughead was here <laughs> There's Bar- Bernie's Book Bank. That's true. It's not real. I was so excited. I really was like, I cracked it. 
I just sent you guys an article that's really making me laugh. It's 10 things you didn't know about Chris O'Shea. And the number one is he's from England. Like I I did not know. Number two is he was in a Happy Potter movie. Like this is just very quickly (laughs) thrown together. (laughs) A Happy Potter movie. Also love that the photo they got for him for the article is like seems like an a motion shot from like him being in the background of a scene. Yeah. I love articles like this. It's unclear if he's a full acting true. Chris O'Shea, if you're listening, we think you're doing a great job. He has a great sense of style. He likes to travel. He He loves dogs. He likes his privacy. He likes to stay active. He plays volleyball. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, Chris O'Shea, if you're listening, come, come on the podcast. You are invited. Okay, who's open? We love you so much. Open invitation currently stands, I think, to everyone besides Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Is that it? We only want Dylan. We, <laughs> we desperately want Dylan. <laughs> I don't think we had anyone else in our no list, though. Yeah. I think it was just, um, which is a little rough. Lily Reinhardt, would, especially. You guys would want Charles Baltimore. He's fine, I guess. I would, because he was in mainstream, the film, and I'd want to ask him about it. Right. Like, so desperately, actually, would want to ask him about it. He's in the Kill the Main montage. True. Um, as him, and he's in it as himself. It's crazy. Do you guys know I've saw I've seen that movie? I don't think I've ever brought it up in the podcast or otherwise. I've I've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who would your MVP be for this episode? I'm torn between two two little rascals. Gonna go first. Hi. I'll go first if you don't want to. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Jughead just because he got the books for everybody, but I didn't particularly love like anybody's. I wasn't like anybody. He was maybe the only. If this is unusual, this is an unusual pick. I just think I think it's just because he got the books for everybody. Nice. Um, that's it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird that. Why were all of the books there? Because it's such an incredible bookstore <laughs> that they had all the books. I think that's it. Because he's that's where Doc had sold the Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So that is, but and then in the next scene, Archie is like, Jug had figured out where he's going to get all our books, and I was like, oh no, he's only getting his own book. I didn't. And think then that it was turned where out he sold the Metamorphosis. I think it was. That's what he oh, said. Was? Oh, yeah, that's he sold the Okay, cool, cool, cool. He gets Doc's number and calls him. He's like, do you I'm, know where he sold them? Right. Can I, I love the fact that a random number to a tele, to a payphone in Venice was, <laughs> enough, Doc was enough to contact Doc. Doc and, like one payphone. What if he's not in Venice Beach? What if he's not next to the payphone? <laughs> what if he's not nearby? <laughs> Ellie, it's an excellent point. It's a really good point. It really bothers me. That's hilarious. I just kept thinking about the Gilmore Girls. They have a backdoor pilot set in Venice Beach. There was going to be a spinoff oh about Jess. Really? Um, yeah. A backdoor pilot is like when yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And uh, it was a terrible episode. But yes, Cheryl- Mariano, fly high. That's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bella, that was your that was your pick. Who was my no, pick? my pick was Jughead. Bella didn't give. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> for some reason in my head I was like Bella Jess. No, we're both. Continue. I would also like to pick Jess for this episode. <laughs> but yes, okay. But, but Bella, who would you pick if not Jess? Uh. I'm gonna give it, I think, to Reggie because that that was a pretty incredible line, and I am excited to see him try and pick up some sort of sorcery. I feel like he's just so silly. Like I just find him to be a very silly guy, and I like that they've almost instantly kind of switched away from his like poker plot line to now he's like i'm gonna learn magic now yeah yeah that's fun but i also like it because he knows that percival is pretty messed up and so i think it's interesting to come at it from that perspective instead of kevin who's kind of like almost willfully ignorant Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. everything that percival is doing i like that reggie is like listen you're doing fucked up shit. Like you are controlling us in some really weird way. I want to be on the- Can you teach me how to do that? That sounds yeah. pretty cool. Like I like that. I think that's interesting. So yeah. Good. Okay, how about you? And that helped me because I was torn between him and Percival. I'm picking Percival. He wow. is um a magic man, you might say. <laughs> is really like my main point on the column for why I'm picking him for this episode. I just I was really impressed with Chris O'Shea's performance in that I was I kept talking about it like nonstop. Like I really I keep also thinking about that thing that said that some of the, the cast sometimes gets their script day of and he's making choices with that. Mm-hmm. And he's come on here, no context, no relation to anything that's happening. And he's making quite a scene for himself. I just, I enjoy it. And I think it's very silly that his big next power move in the apocalypse was based on overdue library books. Mm-hmm. I thought that funny. was very funny. I liked this one, especially because it had the, like I liked him more in this one where his evil stuff is very supernatural mm. than when it's like, oh, he's like super racist in the forties or whatever. Yes. like that's yeah. like yes, much less fun to watch. Like obviously this is more like, it's easier to detach. Oh, for sure. What would you guys give this episode out of 10? I think of a noun. His name is right there. So. <laughs> um, I put the cat for this one. But I will give it. Six and a half out of ten spider filled glamorous eggs. Um, it was okay. It's good. I mean, it wasn't like an abhorrent, hateable, reprehensible, never watch again episode of Riverdale. And it was cohesive, you're right. And it was fun that they were all involved and like had to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Once, that's usually my biggest gripe is when they're just like in their own little worlds. 
Um, I didn't like it for some of the earlier mentioned reasons, but um, it was okay. It was, it was good. Yeah. I think I would give it seven and a half children with dyslexia reading guidebooks. <laughs> <laughs> um because I really I liked it a lot it didn't quite some of it didn't quite land for me in that like when the episode ended I was like oh like already and I was kind of good because yeah. I was like really wrapped up in it but also it just felt like it was like over in a flash because they were really doing only one thing which I think helped it in a lot of ways but also you know as I've said time and time again not my favorite thing about Riverdale when they've got a one-track mind um but I really liked it I thought it was very entertaining fun for the whole family I'm gonna give it seven and a half out of ten giant cockroach jugheads or giant beetle. in our dreams in our dreams exactly i feel like we should be able to oh yeah no yeah <laughs> manifest it definitely <laughs> um yeah i don't know i liked this one and i think it's just i like when it's structured i like when it's cohesive i like when everyone has something to do mm-hmm. and i feel like sometimes it can be a little tiresome when they're jumping like when they do plots like this where mm-hmm. it's like everyone has a little bit to do I feel like there's usually at least a few of them that I'm not into and then it just feels like why couldn't we spend more time on these other things mm-hmm. yeah but I kind of liked all of them pretty equally like even if I'm not happy about some of the things that are happening I'm not mad at the writers for making them happen if that makes sense like even though I'm not happy that Percival is or that like I don't know that Reggie is joining Percival I still think it's an interesting move for the story and like I I think it's uh Mm -hmm. it's all interesting but so yeah I like this one thanks you should like sometime like we have to go back through all of our episodes and write down our ratings and the object for every single episode. And then we can make like a graph. We can make like a graph yes. or like a nice like list for our friends who want to watch Riverdale so bad and are just really waiting for us to come up with a nice itemized list. <laughs> I've um, thought about doing that many times, like a spreadsheet. Yeah. With everything on it. Yeah. And it would be like cool to see all the objects that we picked out. And we could get like average ratings. Mm-hmm. Woo! They do that on Gilmore Day. The head rush. Oh, nice. predictions so yeah what was the... sorry it's vampironica yeah. i don't uh, my hope is waning for vampironica because i don't know like this is like vampironica adjacent like it is so close but she's not a vampire so i can't give her the <laughs> she's not vampire. she is not a vampire I think it's funny she's walking around in a cloak like that. I think I like the little promo of her kissing Archie because what's going to happen? We love some. Oh, she I need to connect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> but he's invulnerable. That's true. That's true. Ooh. Um, 
but he's also dating Betty. True. Maybe they, they're like, we have to test it out. That's a terrible. <laughs> but yeah. I think that <laughs> might be exactly know. what they do, though. Or I'm not going to put a pass. That's um, literally exactly what they're going to do, I think. You're right. Um, and also, they had Betty and Jughead, but Betty was like, Jughead, read my mind. Yeah, there was a crazy shot of like Archie shirtless, like flailing around. Yeah. Not gonna, I, yeah. I think um, I read in the article they talked about casting Heather. I think she is gonna be in the next episode, maybe. I think it's the one after. Oh, man. Okay. I think from what I was looking when I was looking on IMDb earlier. It seemed like that was when she comes in. But maybe yeah. it'll be like at the end of the next episode. She like walks in and then it mm. ends with the line, Heather. Could be. Also, we did see a shot of what looks like Veronica doing a musical number. Very excited about that. And also, fun fact, Tessa Lee Williams wrote the next episode and she does all the musical episodes. So, okay, almost exclusively. So it's kind of bizarre. She also did the Midnight Club episode. So there you go. All right. Any more predictions? Um, I bet that TVK will have a daughter who doesn't know what he's up to. I bet what TVK is Britta's dad. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> Britta's <laughs> unnamed crazy father. Because then Betty would have to be gay by association. Probably. Gay. She would have to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> 20 she's 21 out of 27 21 she's gonna learn that it's Britta's dad and go oh my god I'm gay am I gay I was yes. gonna say maybe it's Donna's dad I really want Donna to come back I, I want it to I would <sighs> maybe Donna's maybe it's Donna's dad and they're collaborating though I actually that's a really good yeah because then they need to like go find Donna and work with her if well unless she well i mean if they don't if they don't assume she's part of it yeah like they would need to go find her see i think we we came up with like the best show ever every time we (laughs) (laughs) predictions um and then it doesn't it doesn't come to fruition i mean archie firepowers came so close to coming true like i feel like yeah we just need to be like jay be really patient eventually it'll happen I'll stew. I'll come up with. I need a new grand lofty goal now that that one's been reached. I feel like they've done so much. Like, I feel like it's hard to think of something that would be crazier than what they've already done. I mean, famous last words. Yeah. Well, I think there are going to be zombies. Slay. at some point nice. that would be amazing i think i'm um, okay american psycho musical episode based prediction is percival is the american psycho i agree and it turns out he doesn't have powers <laughs> he's just like that because he <laughs> follows the american psycho morning routine <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't it possible? At the end of American Psycho, where he's like 
the one they said it's not possible. It's like, why is it possible? You stupid bastard. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Just at the, it, it'll be revealed at the end that he doesn't have powers. And it was just made up. He was just like that. Sorry, I'm going to, can I plot to get rid of my bad impression? No. no? Okay. <laughs> it was it's, good. It's fine. Um, well, like the New York Times says, I love Riverdale. You guys see that quote from the True. Um, and we'll tune in next time. We'll find out. Until then, Allie, you get that famous sign off. See you later, Dinks. Yay. Ooh.